Hi, I'm Lucy, a spiritual life coach. I'm Cheryl, a fitness and life coach. Welcome to our podcast, Find, Find Your Happy. Happy. Every week, we discuss different ideas and techniques to help you live a happier, more purposeful life. So let's get started. If you're a mum that's fed up of feeling whatever you do isn't good enough and you're ready to transform your mindset and gain the confidence to live a life beyond your wildest dreams, then check out our free workshop. There's a link in the show notes and it'll help you discover how to banish mum guilt, burnout and self-doubt and how to manifest the life you've always wanted. Today we are introducing Hey Sutha, who is a business strategist, award-winning author and speaker. So our podcast is about finding your happiness and we want to ask you um, how you found yours. So Oh goodness. <laughs> I don't know how it could end it, isn't it? So do you want to just start by telling us a bit about you and what it is that you do? Yes, so um uh, my name was already mentioned. My name is Kay Suther. Um, uh, I actually own a business. I'm a CEO and a founder of Uncensored Society. And what that really means um, is I coach people in business on five main pillars of business, um, which works with online businesses or, you know, if you've got a brick and mortar. And that's sales, marketing, finance, operations and leadership. And the kind of coaching I give and the reason why my business is actually called Uncensored Society is because I believe that everyone that kind of goes into business, starts a business, scales a business, they need to be raw, real and relentless in achieving their dreams. And that's the only way that they're going to be able to reach their goals. Sounds awesome. And we could learn a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What made you change your career because you used to be a police officer didn't you oh my goodness yes so the main reason for that was because I had a serious health scare um uh, let me let me just backtrack a little bit before I actually joined the police force and explain to you what was going on so in my 20s I was really looking for my purpose right I wasn't happy um and I was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do And that's the reason why most of my 20s, I jumped from job to job to job to job to job, trying to figure out what it was that I was really happy with and wanted to do. And when I say to you that I've got a diverse amount of different skills from different industries, like it goes from being a hairdresser to doing sign language and working with youth workers who are deaf to working in corporate, to working in magistrates court, to... (laughs) (laughs) like the list just goes on I was like on stage and performing I did voiceovers for children's books like there was it was so different to the last thing that I did um that I just kind of really found that I have all these different skills in different areas that guess what I can now implement in business fantastic right at the time I didn't realize what was going on because everyone kept telling me I'm living wrong you know, you're meant to find a job once you finish college and go to uni and you're meant to stick with that job and then you retire and then you live your life. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the right way to live. I did. Oh, God. And that's another funny story. So I've got so many of these to tell you. So be ready, lady. (laughs) So I knew I wanted to go to uni. 
But because I wasn't one of those people that said to myself, oh, yeah, when I'm older, I want to be a teacher or I want to be a mechanic or I want to do this and I want to do that. When people asked me what I wanted to be when I was older, I told them I want to be rich. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how I was going to get there, when it was going to happen, but that was my idea. And so when I decided that, okay, going to uni, again, I came to the dilemma of, oh my God, what am I going to study? I have no idea what I want to do, right? And so literally now, you know, I don't know if you guys are parents, but if I tell parents what I did, um, they all get like, they're all like really appalled and they're like, oh my God, if my kid did that, I I don't know what I'll be doing. My son is going to uni, so uh, I'll uh, hear this and be (laughs) horrified probably. Oh no. Okay, I'm going to go uni. Don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing. (laughs) and so I remember going to the library going to the different courses subjects and having that on my computer and I'm like okay there's so many what one do I choose no idea I literally closed my eyes scrolled and then whatever my finger pointed (laughs) at to was what I applied for (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it landed on law and criminology Right. Funnily enough, yeah, because later on I worked in magistrate school and then became a police officer. <laughs> right? Yeah. So was it your intuition? Who knows? Oh God, I mean, I never said to myself that I want to be a police officer. Never. Even when I applied for that role, it was a complete joke. I did it for a joke. It was a laugh. I <laughs> never thought I would get in at all. And the next minute, I've been booted and sued for a uniform. I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> that's not a career you go into lightly is it that must have been very intense do you know what it was when I finished uni right and then I was looking for a job and this came up online I was like oh let me just give it a go you know they'll probably turn around and say no and then went through the first assessment the second assessment um had to do like the bleep test all the health assessments and all that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden I've been enrolled to the police academy down Hendon was doing that pass all my exams and the next minute I'm being booted in a suit for a uniform I was like all right I guess this is it (laughs) (laughs) you're very much a role with it kind of girl (laughs) I am yes um nothing's been really planned for or kind of I aim to do this and I was just kind of was like okay let's just figure it out whatever happens whatever comes my way I'll deal with it and we'll just see where this takes me and so I spent six and a half years as a police officer. And um, I remember one morning waking up, um, jumping into the shower. And as soon as m- the water hit my skin, my-, my skin was on fire. And so I jumped out, went straight to the mirror and found out my entire body had come out in a rash. No idea where this came from because the night before I went to sleep perfectly fine. And so I was rushed to the hospital had all these tests and exams done, waited in the consultation room for my doctor to tell me what was wrong with me, what my results were. And as soon as he walked in the door, he looked at me and he goes, you were lucky to get here when you did. Wow. So I said to him, why, what's going on? He goes, if you didn't get here when you did, your throat would have closed up. My first response was, holy crap, what if my throat closed up while I was yeah. asleep? I would have yeah. woken up the next morning. Yeah. Right? And that's I said, so you hadn't, didn't feel like itching in the night or anything? You didn't know anything was even wrong? 
you know what? When I think back, I felt I was itchy, but I just, you just roll over and just go back to sleep again. Yeah. Oh, God, that's scary. Right? So I didn't really know what was going on. I was just surprised to see this rash on my, on my skin. Mm-hmm. And so I said to him, I'm like, so how did this happen? Why did this happen? Where did it come from? And he goes, this particular type of rash is due to being overly stressed. Wow. And they always say, don't they, that stress is a silent killer. Yeah. yeah. And you don't and know I, how it does actually come out. Like you have physical symptoms. Of yeah, that. You can, it can manifest right. in any way. Exactly. And I didn't realise how much of a toll being a police officer took on my body. If anything, when I thought about losing my life, I thought it would be the line of duty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like this. No. <laughs> yeah, that is mad. You would not think that, would you? No. No. And so at that point, I kind of decided, you know what, I need to quit my job because it is my life on the line now. Yeah. And so I decided to quit my job, didn't have a plan B, no idea what I was going to do next. All I knew was I had enough money to last me for the next six months to figure this out. But the funny thing... That is very brave. (laughs) The funny thing is that the minute I did quit that job, I had all these other doors opening up for me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why didn't tell someone just tell me to quit my job? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but I guess things always happen for a reason. And sometimes yeah. you have to go through certain lessons. Yeah. And you have to learn from those lessons to get to the next stage. Definitely. I think a lot of people in that position would just probably get signed off from work and think, well, I just have to go back because I'm in a job and I just and have to stay stable, in a job. And it's a stable income yeah. and I'll so just think, stay here right. and carry on. And... That is so brave. Like, yeah, do you give very... yourself credit for how brave that actually was? Do you, do you know what? I don't. I don't because I'm always looking for the next best, best thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even now. <laughs> Even through the kind of downfalls and the pitfalls that I've been through, like I'm always like looking for the next best best thing and be like, okay, this was a lesson. I don't know what it is right now, but I guess I'll, I'll realize it later on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so all these doors started opening up and um, all of a sudden I was getting all these opportunities to work in different roles as a freelancer. Because what I said to myself, like most people do, I guess, I quit my job and I'm like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice to be my own boss? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, again, not knowing how or when or how, yeah. how this would all work out. And I was then given an opportunity. And it was so funny how this happened because I just went to an event. My friend was holding an event down um, Embankment in London. And she was like, come down. I was like, no, I really can't be bothered. She's like, no, come down. If you don't like it, then leave. And there were a bunch of um, men there, you know, suited and booted, bankers, accountants, all that. And I'm like, this is just not my scene at all. So anyway, I remember going to the bar, getting myself a drink. And all of a sudden, this guy started coming up to me, started talking to me. And, you know, you're like, oh, God, here we go again. (laughs) And um, (laughs) but the questions he was asking me was, what are my experiences? What roles have I worked in before? What do I really want to do? And I'm answering all these questions and I'm like, hold on a second, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) You're just answering them automatically. Yeah, right? And um, he goes, oh, I would love for you to join me on my team. I'm a member of parliament. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, what? (laughs) And this was during the London elections. 
And so I jumped on as a campaign manager for Liberal Democrat and worked under Nick Clegg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did and you, that you, was. Did you support the Lib Dems? No, I didn't. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's wicked. So you have to work for them, but you didn't. I didn't really support any of them because I really wasn't into politics oh, okay, at all. Okay. Yeah. Right? And then you're <laughs> suddenly working on a campaign. I love it. <laughs> right. And but the number one lesson that I realized is that there's actually a lot more criminals in politics than there are in prisons. Yeah. You know, and yeah. therefore I was like, well, if the police force didn't work out, then it's not gonna work out here. Yeah. And um after the elections happened, of course Lib Dim did not get in, um, like I told them, but they didn't <laughs> like, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so then I was like, okay, what's next? And no word of a lie, like literally a few days later, I then was called up for another opportunity. And this was something that I really wanted to do. I decided that I want to go into live events. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, people were telling me there's no way no one's going to employ you for live events. You don't have no experience. You don't have no qualifications. You don't know how it works. It's not going to happen. I had someone give me the opportunity to work at live events and then get this and work internationally. Wow, that's amazing. So what did you do? Did you have to put yourself out there and say to someone, I'm interested in this, or did someone come to you? Someone came to me. This is the thing. When I say the door side opening this opportunity oh, just in my way. I need to ask now, do you yeah. believe in manifestation? And the law of attraction. Yes, yeah. there was a lot of that. So you must be like a manifestation queen at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a lot of that. I was watching um, The Secret day yeah. and night because subliminally <laughs> it works, right? I was yeah. journaling every single day. Um, and yeah, those people that think that, you know, it's very woo-woo, it actually <laughs> yeah. works, yeah. right? Um, and so I was doing a lot of that. So all these things were just happening. And so they said to me, they were like, okay, we need you to pack your bags and fly to Malaysia. That was my first live event, wow. right? <laughs> yeah. They were, I was like, okay, what about hotels, about flights? And they were like, no, the company's sorting that out. You just need to pack your bags and make sure you're at the airport. Nice. Were you right? doing, um, like, were you coaching or something at the live event? Were you talking? Right. So when I first started, it was just they wanted someone to be able to do the logistics, plan, organize, manage live events. I was the first event uh, member of staff to be employed by that company. Okay. And you've never right? done event planning before then? No. Which is ridiculous. So when people tell me, oh, you need qualifications, you need experience, I'm like, no, you learn as you do the job. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the best way. Yeah. You can have all these pieces of paper and have these certificates, but it doesn't mean that you're capable of doing the job. That is so true. So what were your, so your family and friends then? They've seen you go, be in the police and they must have been, oh, that's a good, stable job. Then obviously you moved and were doing like the politics side. And then suddenly yeah. you have to say to them, by the way, I'm off to Malaysia because <laughs> I'm doing this. And what were they like? How do they respond to they that? They were like, oh my God, they're like, your life is like a movie. <laughs> 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 right and I'm like well I'm loving the movie that I'm in right now so I'm just gonna keep on going Keep you know? <laughs> and that's where 
um, my first year of kind of going into live events. And also these live events were business events, right? So I'm seeing gurus, the CEO speakers on stage teaching about business. So then I went from an environment that people tell me I'm living wrong. You should be doing this way, that way. You should be getting married, having kids, a job, all of this to create an environment where it's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. And you see a totally different way to live your life, I I would say. That's right. And and that's what I was like, holy crap, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been looking for. This is it. Yeah. Right. Um, And so the very first difference that I found being in corporate and then being in business is that the corporate world you're they're full of bosses in the business world they're full of leaders and gurus yeah yeah right and so within my first year just my first year I was able to write a book have it published win an award and have it put in the Queen's private royal library such an tell me that when you have the right leaders the right gurus right they're not only going to build themselves in the business but they build the entire team up yes that's what they say don't you surround yourself with the people that that's right build you up yeah and i learned more in that first year in business than i did my six and a half years as a police officer yeah that's crazy. you know and then it's just continuously gone up and up and up I mean there's been some pitfalls t- yeah um so I as I then progress I learned about events then I became head of sales right and now I was actually bringing in money into different companies mm-hmm. and I remember being asked to go to Costa Rica because this company got so big, they built a resort in Costa Rica where they're holding these business events, mastermind events that cost like $60,000 for one person, right? (laughs) So they're high ticket prices. Sorry? How how long was that for? A week or two weeks? How long was the course for? Oh, so the program, oh my goodness, how long was it for? I think it was for like a year. Ah, I see. Oh, well, they'd go to Costa Rica for a whole year to learn about their Oh, no, no, no. So they have certain masterminds that's part of the program where they can go to the different resorts. So that he had a resort in Fiji, he had a resort in Costa Rica, right? And so they would have different courses, programs for that particular package. So if they want to learn photography, editing, if they want to learn about video, um, how to create a good video, copywriting, it would be in his resource. Amazing. Oh, people right? that much for... Wow. That's madness. That, I mean, his highest ticket um, package was 125K for three days. <gasps> three days? Yeah, where he actually sits with them for three days, three nights, and actually does it with them next to them, right? right? But then he has his entire team that actually treats his clients like royalty. So you have your, your own cleaner, your own chef, right you're in your own apartment so it is living that lifestyle and giving people that taste of what life could be like and um he obviously knew his worth yeah yeah and you know what was really like uh, i'll say wrong but right at the same time that he was only freaking 27 years old wow (laughs) that is mental that's mad He's got to been very confident in his ability. And then, and then um, so I went to Costa Rica and I was like, great. And they were like, 
can you be there for like three to four months? I'm like, perfect. At that time, I actually moved to Bali. I was living in Bali and I was there for two oh, years. That must have been so hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bali, Costa Rica, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and so I kind of left my life in Bali and moved to Costa Rica. I was that brilliant. Be there for three to four months amazing you know um have my own apartment which has been paid for paying for my flights paying for my food my drink everything and then being paid for my services right so I'm like amazing I was there for three weeks the company shut down oh no the company shut down which means I was then evicted because the company was paying for it the, the all their accounts were shut down so no longer money being paid for. Had you even been paid life. at all? Sorry? I take it you hadn't even been paid at this point, anything? Oh, no, wow. never saw that money. Oh, oh, no. Right? Didn't have no water, no food. Wasn't getting paid. Um, they owed me $20,000. Never going to see that money. Oh, God. And now I'm like, okay, I'm in a foreign country. Don't speak the language and don't even have my basic needs met. What the hell am I going to do? Is it like yeah. a big resort or were you like in the middle of nowhere? It's a resort that was in the middle of nowhere. Is it on oh, a no. beach. <laughs> wow. um, and I was there with two other team members that I was working with at that event, at, at that resort. They were pulling out their hair, trying to figure out what the hell are we going to do now? Where are we going to live? What's going to happen? How are we even going to get out of this country? Because all of our accounts, they were all attached to the company, which meant all of our, our accounts got shut down. Oh, so you literally have no money. God. Right. So now I'm there and I'm thinking back and it's, it, it sounds ridiculous as I say this, but I remember sitting there thinking, holy crap. And I couldn't stop laughing and giggling. Because it was so, probably it was so ridiculous. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? But not only that, when you think about the Les Browns of the world, Tony Robbins of the world, they all went through very similar situations where they ended up with nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, something like that's happened to me. That means I'm on the right track. I'm going to be a millionaire. I love that. Oh, that's yeah. an amazing attitude to have. You do hear right. of people that lose all their money and then build it all back up again. So it's obviously that mindset that they are not going to give gonna up. Fail. They're just going to keep going. Yeah. And so because I guess I wasn't so stressed out or overwhelmed, I was still, my, my vision wasn't blurry. I was able to focus and clear on what I need to do to get out of this situation, right? Like with all business owners, you need to be creative and be able to think outside the box. Yeah. And so what I kind of decided, I was like, hold on a second. I have been working with these speakers, these gurus, these multi-millionaires, and I learned so much about business. So what I started to do is the different resorts, even the resort that the company owned, that was still going because the CEO was smart. He had that resort as a different entity compared to the rest of his business, right? So that stayed open. But he was relying on people to come down to his events to fill the resort. Now they had no customers coming in. They had all these expenses. So I started going around to these hotels, starting with the, the resort that I was working with and saying, 
I can help you. And the thing is, the lady who manages that resort was actually the CEO's girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> right? And so I went up to her and I was like, I can help you get clients in. I can help you with the marketing, um, you know, getting leads in, photos, all of that online good stuff to draw people in because you need to have customers in here in order to pay your bills. Your yeah. bills aren't going to get paid otherwise. And then she goes to me, I showed her what I can do and what it all means and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's so funny, even though her boyfriend owned this, you know, multi-million company, she had no idea about business. Oh, no. Nothing at all, right? And she turned around and she goes, how do you know all this? And I'm like, it's your boyfriend that taught me. Well, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, she was just never interested in learning that. Maybe I had no idea, but so from that I said to her look I can show you how to do this I can you know bring people in I go but I just need food water and shelter what can you do for me yeah so from that she agreed because she needs to maintain this resort is on her she manages the entire resort right so with her and a few other people on the coast on the resort I was able to you know maintain the basics that I need and also raise a little bit of money to then change my flights then get back to the UK very resourceful yeah how do you do how do you like what how do you do that how can you just <laughs> think oh I just need to just put think, myself out there I think most people would just like ring home cry and say <laughs> yeah. can you pay for my flight or something oh god so the yeah, number one thing I was that I cannot do is tell my parents what situation I'm in <laughs> I was like no because you know what happened when I actually moved out now coming from an Indian background right <laughs> um you're not meant to move out from your family's home until you get married okay yeah that's You're already been <laughs> All right. So me telling my parents two weeks prior to me leaving, telling them, oh, yeah, guys, by the way, I'm moving out. Yeah. Right. And they were like, oh, OK, they thought I was just moving out, you know, down the road somewhere. I was like, no, I'm moving to Bali. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So even that was a shock. Now, they turned around and said to me that you're not going to be able to do it. and You'll be back in about a month or so. Yeah, so you right. not give them that satisfaction. <laughs> so there was no way I was going to tell them what situation I was in. I was like, I'm going to figure this out, get back to London, and then I will tell them. Yeah. <laughs> right. that, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so what I've learned is that one of my biggest strengths is that the more people tell me I can't do it or won't be able to do it or it's never going to happen, it gives me a huge motivation to prove them wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a fighter, like even physically. I, I wanted to go into MMA as a career. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't work out for me because I ended up in hospital because I damaged my spine and they told me if I carry on with that, then I'm going to end up paralyzed. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so I had to pivot so many times different kind of careers that I chose and didn't work out and then find another one that didn't work out find another one and do you know what when I look back I'm like well that is just preparing me for business because that's exactly what business is like yeah. you've got to constantly pivot I mean look at the the day and age we're living in now with the pandemic yeah so yeah. many businesses have failed because they were not able to pivot that's so true yeah and then you see the ones that are just absolutely thriving because they had 
a good idea or that you know they made it work for them and you're like right because what we need to realize is that the world isn't going to adapt to us we got to adapt to the world and there's so many people that are sitting there everyone said to me that they're waiting for the world to go back to normal again like this is the new normal yeah yeah Yeah, exactly never going to go back to what it was before I love this though when you're coaching people because of all your experiences and and that it instantly it's going to be I can't do it I can't do it you must be able to be like yeah um, you can. <laughs> a million jobs right. I'm telling you you can do it but then also this is the reason why the program that I have in my coaching is application based only yeah yeah I can't have people giving me excuses I don't believe in them anymore if I can survive all of that yeah and it's not just me there's so many other people there's people going through worse things if you look at people in Africa yeah right they don't have basic needs but they're living yes and then so if you want to come to me with excuses and tell me why you can't do this and do that right that just you you don't then go back to a nine-to-five job don't do business yeah right and so that's why I need people to be raw real and relentless in wanting to achieve their dreams if they're going to give me excuses I have no issues in telling them to leave my program and here's your refund yeah that's good that's a good principle yeah yeah. so you tough do you believe in tough love then oh goodness yes I'm not a coach to kind of you know tap you on the shoulder and tell you the world is going to be fine it's going to be okay oh god no (laughs) I'll pick you up the backside and tell you why haven't you done this yeah that sounds fantastic (laughs) we have tasks that need to be completed why haven't they been done (laughs) <laughs> yeah especially if they told you at the start that's what they want to achieve and then you start working with them and straight away it's like oh I haven't had the time to do this you're just like well you're not ready to be coached are you at that point no exactly you make um, time and for what so, you love yeah yeah definitely and if you really want it bad enough right then you're gonna make it happen no matter what's going on yeah and don't get the pandemic is an excuse because I've been hearing a lot of that <laughs> like, <laughs> like you gotta learn to survive the pandemic one way or another so when you when did you write your book was that when you were in Malaysia or in Bali no that was so that was before I moved to Bali right and I knew I wanted to write a book I knew what I wanted to write about and that was all my different adversities that I went through okay right and um, like with family, with relationship, friends, career, health, all of it. And um, I actually found a coach, right? On my journey, when I was doing these events, I found a coach that actually teaches people on how to write a book, get it published, all of this. Oh, and I met this person in Thailand when I had an event. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is what you do. I need you to help me. And he goes to me, you know what? As you're working here as part of the event, he goes, I'll give it to you half price if the CEO agrees to it. Oh, wow. So I tell him, the CEO, and I go to him, you're going to give that to me, aren't you? Half <laughs> 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 price, right? And he was like, I'll go on then, right? So I started working with this coach, and he helped me kind of put this book together. And once I realized how simple it is to put a book together, and kind of followed his formula I locked myself up in a room for 30 days and completed the entire book oh wow in just 30 days 
30 days. Wow, that's mad. Okay. What's your book called? For everyone, it's called never did. judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and so, um, after I did that, I then started planning and organizing my book launch. And the funny thing with that is that this coach that I had said to me, have your book launch in Toronto, not in UK, Toronto, Canada. So I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. And he goes to me, the reason for that is if you have your um, launch in Toronto, Canada, I can, I can have two very influential people come to your launch and present you with your award. And I was like, what two people are they? Bob Proctor and Dr. Martini from The Secret. No way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Bob Proctor. <laughs> so I was like, that's a big enough reason for me yeah, to you're going straight there. there. Hell, yeah. why not? And so I flew there and they actually presented me with an award um, for having the most inspiring journey. Um, and yeah, that was just an amazing experience. Did you get to talk to them? Um, I said a couple of words to them, but I guess I was so busy, I couldn't yeah. actually sit down and have a conversation with them. That's mad, isn't it? That's amazing. You must, do you ever look back at everything that you've achieved and just have that moment of feeling so goddamn proud of yourself? Do you know what's really weird is I, I don't actually look back and be like, oh my God, I did this, this and this, because I'm still going forward and be like, I need to do this and this, right? Not <laughs> looking still back, looking do. forward. Mm -hmm. Shoot, there's, <laughs> a, there's another book on the way called Reflection at some point, I feel. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. Something like that. <laughs> well, one, well, there is another book coming out. Um, I haven't done it yet. I haven't even started writing it. I know what it is going to be about. It's going to be more about business, society, and the five main pillars of business. Excellent. So, yeah. You buying it? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, this is a random question for you because I've been to Bali and Malaysia and I'm going to Costa Rica next year, which, although Costa Rica had a bit of a bad memories, I suppose, but which one did you prefer the most out of those three? Well, Malaysia, Bali, or Costa Rica? Yeah. Malaysia, Bali, Bali, definitely Bali. Um, the reason why I say that is because in Costa Rica, I find it really expensive. Like it's more expensive than London. Wow. Oh, oh, don't say that. I'll be changing plans. <laughs> I remember that I bought one large pizza and that cost me 40 quid. Oh, no, I'm not having pizza. Yeah. That's a joke. That's an absolute exactly. joke. I just assumed it was, it was cheap. No, it's so expensive in Costa Rica. Okay, you're just gonna have to pack pot noodles. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I like Malaysia. I like Kuala Lumpur. I like Kuala Lumpur. Um, the only thing that goes against it, um, I found there was a lot of dirty men there. Really? Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so I didn't like that. No. You know, and it just seemed to be everywhere in Kuala Lumpur. I mean. Like the sites, you've got to go to the Batu Caves. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. that was amazing. Right. Like you've got to see, I forgot the tower, the two towers in Kuala yeah. Lumpur. Like, get a picture outside there. The food um, and the, the massages, you know, the manicures, the pedicures. You've got oh, to go. I've never been brave enough to have a massage. 
Oh, she doesn't oh, like to be touched. Him. Oh, <laughs> I had a facial <laughs> once, and that was a very interesting experience. <laughs> that's quite an intense. She was like all like, like on my face. <laughs> I don't really like stuff like that, but personal, <laughs> personal space. She's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. But um, no, I can't just have a massage abroad. That is just, oh, that's just terrifying. To I me. love it. I love a massage. Oh. Yeah, when I was in Bali, because it's so cheap, I used to go every week. <laughs> nice. Did you? Just on the beach, not one on the beach. No, not one on the beach. I was living um, in Ubud, so there wasn't a beach around. It was a town. Oh, yeah. In Bali. We stayed there as well. I went to the monkey forest. Oh, don't. I hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys are quite scary, aren't they? It's so scary. So my mum and dad came down to visit me when I moved to Bali. And I remember my mum walked past and she had that like, bag of food with her. The monkeys were no. so quick. Like, they literally so open. She didn't have no food left on her. They, take, they took it all, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, Batu Caves are like that, though. I bought those. I don't know what they're called, but they look like little bananas from the shop. And then yeah. you like literally have one go to give it, and you get about twenty monkeys just. That's right. Yeah, it's insane. They creep me out. No, I can't. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get back on track, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> As we always tend to do on our podcast, we go off on a tangent. Yeah, we do love a tangent. <laughs> we do. That's all right. <laughs> um. Oh, that is a good question. Now, do you ever feel like you have? imposter syndrome do you ever feel like how is how am i living this life like how have i got here when you first started did you ever think you weren't good enough or anything like that um when i first started it was a lot worse than it is now i still have that syndrome now um and not feeling good enough even though i've done what i have done i think only because it's your mindset i'm thinking about you know like the les browns and the and the tony robbins that are at that level yeah and i'm not there yet and i'm like well how dare i teach people this when i'm not at that level right but it is to do with mindset and perspective everything is perspective so what yeah so if you fit hit fit find yourself thinking like that what how do you get out of it then right this is where I kind of lean on my social circle. Mm-hmm. I have mentors and coaches myself. Okay. And whenever I kind of go into that place, I know to give one of them a call and say something like, this is how I'm feeling, this is what's going on. And they snap me out of it. Yeah. That's what and I that's why it's yeah. important <laughs> to have coaches, mentors, you know, the right circles around you. Because yeah. those people are the ones that are going to lift you up in the times that you're down. And you're human. A lot of people forget you're human. You're coaching all these people, but you're still human. You're going to have those days too. Yeah, most definitely. I think everyone has it to a degree. But, oh, yeah. But you th- you just assume, like, the likes of Tony Robbins and stuff, like you say, they don't. But I, I, I bet they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. They have their own mental, their circles, when they're going through something that, you know, they pick up the phone and speak to somebody definitely yeah. because it's not just business it's life as well they have family they have kids i'm sure there's other struggles that they're going through that affects them and they need to snap out of it in order to serve their clients we just see the little bit don't we we see the little highlight reel the one percent of their amazing achievements we don't see the 20 <laughs> thousand calls they've had to make to get on this show that we're seeing them on and stuff like that exactly so. exactly Right, I've got one for you. So do you have a daily routine 
or habits that you do to keep yourself on track or to keep yourself happy basically yes so my my mornings are my ritual sessions right and so I'm trying to meditate I'm not very good at meditating but people are telling me that you need to meditate but apart from that and kind of learning how to meditate I make sure I still do journaling um making sure you actually drink a lot of water right and people must People say to me, like, why is that so important? When you're constantly go, 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 and you're talking, like, I've be, I've done three different podcasts today already. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's so amazing is that, just to go off the ch- tangent again, in one month, in uh, last month, in the month of April, I managed to book myself on 62 different podcasts. 62? Yeah. Why? That's amazing. Right. I mean, obviously, this podcast you've enjoyed the most. I yes, naturally. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And no, do you know what I really enjoy? This is that you guys are the first females that I've spoken to. Everyone, all the other podcasts have been males, really? and so when I, yeah, so when I jumped on this, I was like, oh my god, finally, women! Yes. <laughs> do you know? I think people make that mistake in business, corporate world, whatever you want to call it, that they think. Um, it's all men, but I've worked in financial services for oh, 20 years and all of the big bosses are female. So I was really excited. I was like, yay, I've got women to speak to now. So that's, but going back to your question, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so making sure you drink plenty of water, okay, because hydration is important and also making sure you eat. I don't know how many meals I missed when I was first starting out, just trying to build my business. Because you're like, oh, no, I've got this to do and I've got that. So no. you're wearing so many different hats in the beginning, right, that you're trying to fit it all in. And by the time you come to it, at the end of the day, you realize you haven't had anything to eat and you're starving. And what I found is that where I kept doing that, my health kept deteriorating. I wasn't able to focus. I wanted to think clearly. I wasn't yeah. being as productive as I knew I could be. Because I'm now, you know, not kind of keeping on track with my health. Yeah, that's so true. And you can't help and serve anyone else if you're not keeping yourself at, you know, a, a high point when it comes to your, your health. Yeah. And so making sure, I'll put it in my calendar now. I, I live off of my Google calendars and I even put on there breakfast at this time, lunch at this time, dinner at this time. So I don't book anything else around that time. I love how right. I love how and so make, you are about getting stuff done. <laughs> oh, I am. Like one of the things that I do teach is about being productive, um, time management, yeah. making sure that you know you're able to have harmony. I won't say balance, career life balance, because I don't think you can get an equal balance with everything. But you've got to make sure that everything that you are dealing with is in harmony. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I even teach girls that if it's not in your calendar, it's not going to get done. If there's something you need to do, make sure it's in your calendar. Yeah. Like put it on your to do list. Otherwise, you just don't do it, do you? Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, sorry. So drinking loads of water, making sure you are eating um, every single day, you have that scheduled in, making sure you do journaling and also doing a little bit of exercise. Even if it is just a little bit of stretching, just to kind of, you know, get some movement going. Because when you are building your business, you're going to be in front of a laptop all day, every day building this. You need yeah. to make sure you start moving. 
That sounds um, like my morning routine, in fact. <laughs> she is neat. Oh, I, right think if you, I think if you get to grips with meditation, yeah. you will be unstoppable. Yeah. You'd so... be like a power meditator getting it done in five minutes, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing is trying to read at least 10 pages of a book. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, that is exactly what I would recommend to everybody. Um, do, have you tried Himalayan pink salt in your water in the morning? Oh my God, I live on that. Like, ah, don't, yeah. don't, even, don't even. My mum is all about this healthy living, right? Where uh, I don't know how many vitamins I take, the <laughs> Himalayan salt, you know, like my mum is a vegetarian as well. So there's no meat in the house at all. So, yeah totally all, all over that and have you tried that um about water so we know the more water you drink the more you run into the loo right yeah that's because your organs aren't actually absorbing the water if you put a couple of himalayan salt in your water with a couple of drops of lemon that's right <laughs> oh you do yeah. it helps your organs to actually absorb the water so you're not running to the toilet so often Amazing. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> uh, no, but here's one for you. I bet you haven't tried, which we do. Have you ever put crystals in your water? <laughs> crystals, no, actual crystals. Crystals, you know, like like I've not actually got into the whole crystal thing. Oh, we do love a crystal, don't yeah, we? Yeah, you'll have to start investigating it. I'm sure you'd enjoy it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay. Like, whether whether the I mean, they do feel like you feel vibrations when you have them on you, don't you? We certainly think so. Um, whether it's a placebo, placebo we don't know. who can tell? But um, regularly have my water in the morning and then I have this, I'll show you, this absolutely huge. And there's my crystals in the yeah. bottom. Ah. This is when we citrine. go from, I've worked in financial services for 20 years, but then I also have crystal water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're a bit random. <laughs> I manage a gym and walk around with a water bottle with crystals. Everyone thinks Aww. it's slightly crazy, but it's okay. <laughs> if it works for you, then why not? Exactly. <laughs> it's been so amazing to talk to you. You're so inspiring. Oh, thank you. It's been amazing to speak to you both as well. Let's squeeze a couple more questions. Oh, okay. Go in. Just squeeze them in. <laughs> this is a good one because you've been through loads of different experiences. What do you feel about, or how do you, I don't know, what do you, what your thoughts on it? How do you deal with like failure or rejection? Do you like it? Um, like most people, I don't like it. Yeah. All <laughs> right. That's my first thing. Is like, oh, I don't like to fail. Um, I'm a very competitive person and when I was younger especially I was such a poor loser not saying that I'm not now but I know how to deal with it a lot better than I did yeah. before right <laughs> um, I don't like it but then I kind of have to snap out of it and be like right okay this didn't work 
I've got to figure out what didn't work and how am I going to move forward now? Yeah. No, that's good. Right? I like it because some people just like rejection is redirection. Yeah. It's not always, doesn't it? It's not always that easy, is it? When you feel, when you're gutted at the time. Yeah. You have to let yourself feel it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is you've tried one way that didn't work, but there's going to be several different options. And even if you don't know what those options are, again, call up someone from your circle and be like, I've tried this. It didn't work. Yeah. What do you think? And they can give you so many different suggestions. Try them out. Once you've tried a few things out and you feel like you've got nothing else to, to try out, then if you want to move on and direct yourself somewhere else, then go ahead and do so. But there's no point if you haven't tried everything out first. Yeah. That's very true. Oh. And that's the same kind of thing that I say to people about trying anything new because I find a lot of people like, oh, my God, you went to Malaysia? What was their food like? I could never eat food like that. And I'm like, well, food like what? And then, like, the kind of food that they eat, I was like, well, have you tried it? Like, no, so how do you know you don't like it? I'll tell you I don't like Marmite, but I've never tried it. <laughs> but I know I don't like it. <laughs> well, I've tried, like, escargot, snails, oh, wow. you know. Um, that's nice in garlic butter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've tried frog's legs. Um, there's not much meat on there, but it tastes like chicken. It does taste like chicken. Oh. It's just chicken. <laughs> Everything tastes like chicken. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to try everything once, and if you don't like it, if it doesn't work, then, yeah, again, pivot, redirect. Yeah. Um, if you could get, go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, give myself a piece of advice. I think the only kind of thing that I... I tend to think about a lot is that I wish I knew about the entrepreneurship journey business a lot younger than when I, yeah. when I actually figured it all out. Um, yeah, that's the only thing. I wish I didn't have to go from job to job to job and yeah. go through all the different lessons to figure it out. Like, cause all of that got figured out when I was 30, all my twenties, I was, you know, in a kind of, figuring it all out and trying to work out what works and what doesn't I wish I knew about it or figured it out a lot earlier than I did that's exactly how we feel because uh 40 <laughs> <laughs> well, you look good well thank you very you much cool. is there a filter on this camera I'm looking probably. pretty good probably, smooth, probably got a smooth bite on zoom <laughs> today i can see a balloon in the background yeah i've got a balloon it's um it says 40 again so um, everyone's trying to remind me sunday is your birthday isn't it? yeah it's my birthday sunday but uh this is my work oh, birthday like oh, happy birthday in advance thank you like Should the queen i'll have several birthdays oh and then it's awesome but uh our life is going to begin at 40 isn't it, yes yeah so. we're we're going to smash 40 yeah that's what they say well i'm going to be 14 or three years not long to go i know <laughs> that's it when you hit 38 that's all you hear every time you see anyone yeah oh you're nearly 40. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is because i'm four foot 11 i can get away with being telling people oh yeah i'm still 25. oh nice <laughs> We're not very tall, but no. we're a little bit taller than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just five foot three and five foot four. <laughs> that is interesting yeah. what you say about the entrepreneurship side because 
did you do business at school in business like business studies for example they don't teach you that type of thing do they oh my god i've got a funny story about that too um so i did study business and i dropped out oh um, i did teachers couldn't get along with them right again didn't understand i'm like why are you teaching me business have you had a business yourself <laughs> and because they took that down as an oh she's got an attitude <laughs> right? and I probably did I was 17 I probably did as well right but I was like how are you teaching me business when you've never had a business yourself so right? yeah, business studies is not about business really, no right and so I, I think I did like a year in business and then I, I, they didn't welcome me back to the program <laughs> the following year. and so I had to reroute and I started doing IT but the funny thing is these events that I was doing, one of them was in London, and both my business studies teachers turned up to that event to learn about business. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. That's so funny. Well, I think we've come to the end anyway, haven't we? we kept yeah, I mean, how can people get in touch with you? Um, um, how can they apply to yeah. be coached by you? Well, um, if it's okay with both of you, I, I do have a special gift that I would like to give to your audience. Excellent. Um, so I, like I said, I do have, you know, I'm very focused on making sure you're dealing with time management, being productive. Um, and therefore I've got a little mini course um, that will actually help you from being busy to being productive. And you'll get um, worksheets with that to help you as well as a video for myself to explain how this all works and how to put it all together. And where they can find that is on my website, www.uncensoredsociety.com. You go up there and sign, um, sign up for it. You'll also be asked to come join my Facebook group um, where you'll find more support, more guidance, and also accountability from myself to make sure you're on track. Um, again, if you sign up for that, um yeah you'll be able to communicate with me you can also like I said go to my website I do have a contacts page there as well that they can contact me if they want to know about my program you can Facebook me um and I'll be happy to get in a conversation with everyone oh that's amazing thank you that's brilliant thank you so much for your time I think you need to uh oh not that I'm trying to give you advice but I think you <laughs> need to reflect at some point and realize how amazing you are and how not everyone would react in the same way you react like the costa rica thing for example yeah most people would have a meltdown and, and cry and just... yeah i love your um your pivot and your outlook I love to life it. Yeah. yeah amazing thank you thank you well thank you for having me on your show guys uh, on your podcast it was amazing to be here amazing to speak to both of you you guys are amazing um i'd love to speak to both of you and have that banter um that was great stuff and i hope to speak with you again yes, yes definitely awesome thank you so much guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast we have something really exciting to share with you are you ready to supercharge your life by becoming an aligned attractor to gain the knowledge and confidence to manifest abundance and live a life beyond your wildest dreams check out our free masterclass and you'll be able to learn our simple method to become an aligned attractor so you can manifest and attract more of what you want quicker and with less effort. Find the link to our free manifestation masterclass in the show notes.